Hey, Coach. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Coach, so we're going to make this the John Tillman Show. Oh, jeez. Everybody's <laughs> going to fall asleep. <laughs> Stepping to the mic today, University of Maryland men's lacrosse head coach John Tillman. Uh, coach of the 2017 National Champions, has had so much success in his decades so far at the University of Maryland. I believe, make sure I got my stats right, seven Final Fours. So congrats to, to all of that good news, Coach. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Excited to be here. So tell me, what's been the, the secret to your success at remaining consistent in you know, your job at Maryland in, in 10 years, just heading to the NCAA tournament every year and then making it to the Final Four in the championship game, what do you contribute to the biggest piece of that success? Yeah, and, and I think any coach would tell you or any, you know, successful organization, there's just so much that needs to come together, you know, so you feel pretty blessed that, you know, it, you know we, we've had great players, but it's more than the great players. You know, it's the, the great players that are, are making a lot of sacrifices and, and buying into roles that maybe, you know, you know, maybe some guys and other teams wouldn't buy into, but guys loving Maryland and their teammates so much that they're willing to do whatever it takes um, just because uh, if you don't have that right chemistry, it's not going to happen. Um, you know, guys just – you know, busting their butt, trying to get better and developing. And, and although maybe they don't have the playing time they want when they're young, they're, they're staying focused on eventually getting there and not getting caught up in, all right, I'm not getting instant gratification. Um, but the older guys and the coaches are telling me to be patient. Um, and then having great staff, uh, I've had some great coaches. And beyond that, like, you know, my athletic trainer, I can't believe there's a better athletic trainer in the country. My academic advisor, I feel the same way about. Um, you know, and so we have all these important people and then support from the school. Um, you know, lacrosse is so important down here um, that and it's always been a part of the history of the state. But even, you know, the, the DMV area, there's so many good players now. Uh, so, you're, you know, and, and we've caught a few breaks along the way. Um, you know, sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way and sometimes it does. And, and we realize that. So it's really so many things. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people just busting their butt to, to, to try to make sure that we keep this thing where it is. Sure, sure. Coach, uh, Andre Jones here on Step to the Mic crew, Coach. And I was talking to Chris before. We have a relationship. We've known each other for uh, many years. And, and one thing that sticks out to my mind, I was looking at your Instagram post, your Twitter post on Memorial Day. There was a lot of things you posted about honoring sacrifice and, and giving credit to those Americans who gave their lives so we can be free. You know, we worked together on a documentary on one of your former players, Brendan Looney. Talk to our viewers about our listeners about what he meant to you and what he meant to the game of lacrosse coach. Yeah, Brendan, um, you know, we, we've, I've coached some amazing people in my life and, and been coached by some, some great people and, and work with some, some special people, you know, Brendan, um, you know, is as good as it gets. Um, and, uh, you know, in a world where, you know, a lot of times people are measured by their, their followers and, um, you know, how, how the highlight films and things like that, which listen, uh, we all kind of pay attention to that stuff. Um, but when it came to just a guy made of all the right stuff, um, I just, I think of Brendan, you know, just great core values, uh, did the right thing, was always worried about everybody else, kind of like an older big brother. Um, 
you know, kind of making sure that, you know, I remember Bridget uh, speaking um, at his funeral and she talked about how, you know, Brennan was very demanding of us, very loving, but very demanding um, because he wanted to prepare us for, you know, the times in, in, in our lives where Brennan wouldn't be there. Um, and he helped get us ready. And, and you know, Brennan was a, a really unique guy, you know, a standout football player at DeMatha, um, you know, decided to go to the Naval Academy. Again, speaks to, to his character of wanting to serve and, 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 and such. And, you know, we recruited Billy and, and Stevie, and Billy was a, a football lacrosse uh, player at, at DeMatha and, and had some success there. Stevie was a, a very good high school lacrosse player. And we had Stevie and Billy on the team, and, you know, football just wasn't really working out maybe the way Brendan had thought. And uh, that family is so incredibly close um, and very driven. And, and Brendan walked in the office one day and just said, hey, uh, to the coaches, hey, I, I'd like to play lacrosse. And, and with Stevie and Billy being so good, um, you were like, all right, great. You know, you know, tell us about high school. And he's like, well, I, I didn't play in high school. And, um, you know, you, you kind of step back for a second and uh, you pause. But you're like, you know what, there's something about this guy that he seemed very determined um, and, and know what type of athlete he was and, and, and what the family was all about. Um, just talking to people, he just – weren't going to doubt him. Um, and he was, he was the type of guy, he put his mind to something, he would do it. And that son of a gun, you know, going from uh, no experience, no, none of the fundamental skills, none of the understanding of the game, except watching, um, you know, three years later, you know, he's playing on Memorial day and, and getting significant time. And, and one of our most important leaders uh, on Memorial day, as we play for the national championship and, um, to do that in this day and age uh, just speaks to him. I just don't think many people could do that. You know, there was a, a humility you needed to have. You're going out to practice and you have the worst skills on the team. Um, you have the least amount of experience and you're putting yourself out there to, to fail um, on a daily basis over and over and over again, yet not being consumed by that, just looking for progress and trying to help the team and going as hard as you can. Um, and then you see you know, what he did for our team, just leading by example and never complaining and, um, you know, making sure he took care of the younger guys. And, uh, you know, I, I think you look at leadership and, and the way they impact others, uh, such a big part of it. To this day, there's not a day that goes by when I don't make a decision or I don't, you know, do something that's not been influenced by Brendan. Um, you know, and sometimes you, you feel like that's what the coaches or the teachers or the parents should do. Yet you got a young guy that was a lot younger than I was, and 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 he's he's had that effect on me. And I think most people that knew Brendan, again, not for maybe what he said, but what what he did. Um, man, a lot of us are better, you know, just better people because of our interactions with him and our relationship with him. I can see that he had a special place in your heart, coach, and and he really affected that team in 2004. Take our listeners back to that time period. You said the state of Maryland is known for lacrosse. It's very big here. A lot of people love the game. That Memorial Day, you're in M&T Bank Stadium, 40 plus thousand, Syracuse versus Navy. I can go on and on, but give our viewers a feel of what that team did and what that game meant to the sport of lacrosse in the state. 
Yeah, that that team was a, a really interesting team. We you know we came off a year the year before where almost every senior we had got got injured or dinged up at some point, and um, just you know we we were able to finish on a high note beating Army, and I think that helped us. But we had so many younger players that needed to get their feet wet. Um, and then I think we made we looked at what we had. We made some personnel changes. We we changed um, our stylistically how we played, um, and some kids really stepped to the plate. Um, you know, you add a Brendan, you know, to that a guy that all of a sudden is playing at a, a really high level. Um, and that year, you know, I think we had a couple losses. We lost to Ohio State early, and then we lost to uh, Hopkins late. Um, but that team. You know, we got on a little bit of a roll, and uh, man, it, it got going. It was a fun group to watch. Uh, very tough, uh, gritty group. Uh, pushed the ball in transition, so we were exciting. You know, we tried to obviously push the ball as fast as we could and play fast, and the fans really liked that. And um, you know, to get to the championship and play a team like Syracuse, that you know, at one point I think it made at least 22 straight Final Fours. Um, you know, I think six championships in the last couple of decades. So. Um, you know, you're talking about, you know, kind of David versus Goliath and, and on, a, on a weekend where, you know, we're obviously paying tribute to those of us, you know, those Americans that, you know, gave the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. And, and there you are, you know, the Naval Academy, you know, representing people stationed all over the world. And um, there was a buzz. There was just a feel you know, even that whole weekend, you know, our kids graduated on Friday and threw their hats up. And then we got a police escort to try to make our practice time at um, Raven Stadium. And we definitely broke the law. Um, you know, we, we definitely went over 55, 65, I can tell you that much. Um, but, but those guys, what an amazing, you know, weekend for them. You know, they obviously for the seniors throwing their hats in the air. Um, getting ready to serve in the Navy and the Marine Corps um, and then going out there and playing on lacrosse's biggest stage and playing in Baltimore, not too far from us. And uh, the place that every young guy dreams about playing, you know, the final four um, and families, you know, every year kind of make that trek to the final four and they, you know, usually spend the whole weekend there uh, and to, to win on Saturday. And then it's Memorial day. And man, when we scored a goal, it was so loud. Uh, it was phenomenal. Uh, we got a lot of people that I think because of what those kids were signing up to do, a lot of people that maybe weren't Navy fans uh, before they were they were excited to support those guys uh, just because of the, the the you know the sacrifices they were going to make for them down the road. Coach, that's uh, we're looking back in in history at some of your former teams and some of the great things that have happened. But take us to your current team right now. Obviously, you're battling social distancing with COVID nineteen. One of the things that I think that you're doing that's interesting is you have these Zoom calls with these special guests. Tell us who uh, some of those guests have been. What have some of been uh, the best messages for for your team? Yeah, you know, when all this hit, we were trying to figure out, man, you know, what do we do? Um, you know, we're not going to play another game until next February. So, you know, for us, it was like the kids are home, they're cooped up, they can't see their friends. So what do we do? And we kind of, you know, kind of chatted with other coaches, whether it was other lacrosse coaches, other coaches, our department. And so kind of felt like, you know, we just need to keep connecting with the guys. Um, and so we, we decided at like 4.30 twice a week, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, we try to get everybody together and they could get on the Zoom and see each other's faces. And, um, you know, we would just give them some general updates, what we knew. Um, but then it was like, what can we do 
to help them. So we started just, you know, inquiring with, you know, with all of our connections, people that we knew or maybe parents or friends of the program they knew. Um, and we wanted to give them, you know, some people that maybe have been successful, um, you know, in, in, in any walk of life and just, hey, tell us about your journey because um, I think you can, you can learn a lot. It's entertaining. Um, it's fun, but also to your point, you know, what are some things that these guys can take with them, not only to be better players, but to help them in their careers. And man, we were really lucky. Uh, D Smith, um, whose uh, son, Alex, um, is on our team and they live over in Bethesda and, and D uh, works for the NFL. And, uh, he was able to hook us up with Bart Scott and, uh, Bart was awesome. Um, talked about his journey and uh, there's a guy just beating the odds every step of the way. Um, you know, it's talked about, you know, hey, you know, if, if you want something, you're going to have to go get it. You're going to have to outwork everybody. You're going to have to outprepare people. Um, you know, you got to be willing to pay the price and uh, don't expect it to be easy. Uh, there's going to be challenges along the way. Um, but the people that are committed, they're not going to let those challenges, you know, set them back. And, and then he talked about going from being a guy that was mentored by Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, and then he goes to the Jets, and now he's one of the leaders. And, uh, you know, he's talking about setting a good example and making sure that, you know, he's the leader. He's bringing everybody in. He's trying to get everybody connected. Um, you know, he talked about it at Baltimore, playing like a Raven. You know, in New York, they talked about playing like a Jet and what those standards were and trying to help guys get there. Uh, Jonathan Allen, another local guy, um, Northern Virginia guy, uh, very good friends with uh, one of our players, Dylan Maltz. Um, they know each, they've known each other since high school. So Jonathan talked about his journey to Alabama, uh, being in a premier program, you know, being a guy that, you know, you go down there and it is challenging. Everybody's a five star. Um, you got to bring it every day. You got to compete. Um, there are no off days and, you know, there are days when, you know, you play well and uh, you're where you want to be. And then, you know, if your performance suffers a little bit, uh, you might go down. How do you respond to that? Um, he talked about, you know, being resilient there. Um, you know, just again, realizing if you want to be elite, you're going to pay that price for it. Um, you know, those two guys have been great. We have a guy named Chris Mattis who coached with us, who now works with the Patriots. Um, and, you know, he talked about, you know, some of the things they look for when they're looking at players, you know, why are certain people, players successful? Um, you know, what makes a great team? Um, Chris Pettit came on our, our, our Zoom last week. Um, he's a guy that came to Maryland and um, wanted to play lacrosse and, and uh, tore up his knee uh, a couple times. Didn't go the way he wanted. Was a guy that loved football uh, and lacrosse in high school. Ended up kind of landed with the Giants as an entry-level intern in the scouting department. Um, he worked his way up. He's now uh, director of college scouting uh, for the New York Giants. And uh, a guy, listen, the college didn't go the way he wanted. You know, got hurt a couple times, didn't go his way. Plan B, what's plan B? Um, pick yourself up and, uh, you know, just keep figuring out what your goals are and then make sure that your investment and your commitment um, is enough to make sure you can reach those goals. So um, it's been awesome. I've, I've taken a ton of notes. I've learned a lot and uh, I'm hopeful that, you know, the guys found it beneficial too. And we didn't always tell them who was going to be on because we wanted them to, to look look forward to it. Uh, D Smith jumped on with us last week too. And he just kind of talked a little bit early about being a, a lawyer and, you know, his, his uh, playing field was going in the courtroom. 
Um, and, and, and I thought that was just a different message here. Here's a guy that has been very successful, but he works incredibly hard and, um, the NFL is a big business and he does a lot to try to make sure that those guys, um, are prepared for life after football. When you say life after football, and I listen to everything that you said, I was, I was kind of waiting for the lacrosse aspect to set in, but it seems as if every lesson you're trying to provide for your team is more about life. And so it kind of gets to my next question for you, looking at the fact that you have 13 scholar All-Americans in nine years. It seems as if this mentality and preparation is part of that. How much pride do you take in making sure that you have scholar athletes that are able to excel once they're done with the program as well? It's important. Um, and, and, you know, when I, when I got to Maryland, there was a saying that uh, Bud Beardmore, the coach in the 70s, started, and, and it was, be, be the best. Um, and since the 70s, Maryland lacrosse, if there's a huddle, everybody's putting their hands in and be the best. And, and for us, when we came in 10 years ago, it was really, you know, be the best person, student, and player you can be. Um, and, and that's all we could ever ask. But to do that is, is going to take a lot of effort, sacrifice. You know, you're going to have to overcome some adversity and challenges. And, you know, for our guys, and, and I try to I try to be careful about some of the things we say to them because some guys like myself weren't, weren't ever going to be all Americans. Um, but all we could ask is just be the best version of you, max it out. And the same thing academically, um, you know, school didn't come easy to me either. And some of our guys, school's tough. They don't enjoy it because it's not, it doesn't come easy and it's not rewarding. You know, it's, it's not like being out on the field with, you know, nine of their best friends working towards a goal and they're confident, right? For a lot of guys, they're not confident in school, but let's not shy away from that. Like just because it's not easy and you're not comfortable, that's every reason to embrace it and attack it. And uh, those awards I think are important, not only, you know, because some of the kids are achieving um, their potential and, and they're naturally gifted. But a lot of those guys got, were guys that weren't great students coming in, but they, they bought in a little bit more. Our academic advisor does a great job and they started having a little success. And uh, when you have competitive people and they start realizing they could be good at something, you know, it, it, it becomes a little intoxicating. You're like, all right, you know what? I, I actually got a B on that. I wonder if I could get a B plus. And, and so again, it's just that mentality of, you don't get to choose in everything you do in your job when, when you're out in the real world. Like, you can't pick everything you do. Your job's going to ask you to do a lot of different things. Some you like, some you don't. And if you want to be great, you want to keep moving up the ranks, you got to do everything you can as well as you can. Whether you like it, you don't like it, you got to learn to get along with other people. Um, you got to figure out how you can make, maximize and make the most out of every situation and everybody you're with. And hopefully those are things that maybe we can help them learn here. Um, and a lot of that is done by them failing a little bit, you know, like, yeah, you know, you, you have a bad practice. You don't do well in exam. All right. What do we do next guys? Like we're not dropping the class. Like we're going to get you a tutor. We're going to change the way you study. Uh, we're going to figure this out. And, uh, we don't want them to be victims. Um, you know, we want our guys to be guys that they're problem solvers. They figure it out. You know, they can kind of navigate it around things when things don't go their way. And that's, you know, I think the most important thing that we do is get them ready for what happens next. Um, and, and we hope that we can do a good job with that. Um, I know my coaches did a great job for me, you know, going over the Naval Academy and realizing what that place does and what it stands for and the leadership and the character and the integrity. 
Um, you know, the toughness, again, all those things kind of going back to Brendan that, that I saw in guys. Um, you know, maybe our guys don't wear uniforms. Now, some of them have a kind of interesting fashion sense. But, uh, um, you know, they got a lot of great qualities in them. We just got to pull it out of them. Coach, the one key thing in life and sports is dealing with adversity, like you just said, what's next? When you get your guys back and you guys are in a room together, how much will you appreciate or will they appreciate those moments that they may have taken for granted a month or two months or three months ago? Hey, and we're all guilty of that, right? You know, we're, we're all guilty of, you know, things get a little boring or, you know, things get hard or, you know, whatever it may be. But man, when it gets taken away, you know, those things don't seem, you know, uh, too difficult anymore. And you kind of, kind of miss those things. So, Again, there's not a lot of amazing things you're going to take away from this situation. Um, it's hard for everybody. And, and, you know, it's been hard to hear about people losing their businesses and, you know, families struggling to get by. And so to complain about lacrosse, we've tried to make sure that we didn't, you know, like, listen, we miss it. But it, there, are bigger, there, there are bigger challenges that people are facing. Um, certainly to us, it's something that has given us so much joy and the connection with our team and missing that connection, I think is, is human nature for all of us. Uh, but man, when we get together, uh, it's going to be awesome. And, and I think in any moment where, you know, let's, we, things don't go well, we're feeling sore, we're tired, we're getting up early, maybe we lose a game. Hey, we're together, guys. You know, we're together. Um, we got each other, we're back. And again, great perspective. And for a lot of these guys, they've had a lot of success. Um, so learning how to navigate, this is something that all of us will never forget. Our country will never forget. I mean, our kids will be referring back to this for the rest of their lives. I think all of us will. Coach, as you sit around and you reflect on your career, uh, like Chris mentioned, a very honored and storied career that you've had as a player, as a coach. What key things that, that when you look back, you say, okay, I remember that. That was a special moment for me. Or I remember this. That was a special moment for me. Do you have those checklists when you're sitting in your house you, to keep yourself going? You know what I mean, Coach? When you're sitting there, you say, that 2017 team in Maryland, we, when we won that national championship, that's something I'll never forget. Is there a never forget moment for you, Coach? Um, I have so many of them. I, I think, you know, when this thing went down, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to make sure as a leader, right, you're, you're looking out for everybody in your program. Um, you know, my athletic director, Damon Evans, done a great job of, of looking out for us and, you know, kind of just letting us know what's going on and, and giving us direction. Um, so, you know, you're trying to make sure you're, 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 you're doing everything you need to do for those guys. Uh, but, you know, you're sitting back and, um, you know, instead of just kind of watching reruns of TV, at, you know, I started watching some old games, um, you know, and, and, you know, that Navy game from 2004 I watched and, um, you know, that, that, you know, kind of just those memories. Uh, I talked to Steve Looney today. Um, it just made me reflect on, like, how many awesome young guys, um, families, um, coworkers, uh, relationships that the, the game has afforded me um, and uh, man how lucky I am like just so many great guys and, and I see what they're doing now and uh, no line is straight right all of us have uh, curved lines our, our lives are our ups and downs and uh, every row is a little crooked but 
you know, these guys are all doing so well. And, and I'm so thankful for, you know, even those years that maybe didn't go the way that we wanted. There's a lot that, that we got that from that season, what we learned, uh, but also the bonds, uh, the relationships, the friendships. Um, and, and we really talk about that when we recruit the guys like, listen, we, we're not coaching here for four years. We want to be part of your life forever. You know, and, and we want you to, you know, when you get married, you know, shoot, you're going to have terps, you know, all over in your wedding. If we're doing this right, you'll still have those bonds. So I think those memories, you know, I think a lot about that 04 team. Um, you know, I think about that 217 team. I, I think about, you know, the 216 team that, that didn't quite get it done. And, um, you know, when, you know, that happens and, and it happened a few times early in, in, in that decade. You know, you think about all those guys and I kind of reflect back, you know, what could have I done better just to get us there? And, you know, what I wouldn't have done to try to maybe do something better on my end and, and maybe I didn't do enough for them to feel that way. Um, you know, I think back to 2011 when Ryan Young, one of our seniors, he lost his mom. And, you know, we were talking about the story the other day. We, we go down to his, we play Hopkins on a Saturday night and uh, the next day his mom passes away and, uh, she had been ill with cancer and we're going down to to Durham to play in the ACCs and it's a rainstorm on Friday against Carolina and most people have their rain gear on and all of our parents are wearing these purple shirts um, uh, because she had pancreatic cancer and uh, purple is the color for pancreatic cancer and you had hundreds of people dressed in purple just getting soaked to show their support for Ryan and, and Ryan's brother who um, played for Duke and um, I think about how proud I was just to be part of that group and uh, you know two days later we'd be Duke for the championship we get home late um, the guys are all obviously celebrating an ACC championship and at 6 a.m. every guy loaded up the bus the next morning to go up to Long Island and be at Ryan's funeral and you know moments like those where you're like there's a bunch of guys that are fully supporting their teammate in a team of uh, time of need I'm sure some of those guys may not have slept too much after winning that ACC championship, but, you know, that's what you hope that, you know, from the experience, those guys are there for each other through those tough times. And um, I know those are things that are etched in my mind and I kind of get chills just thinking about it. Being there uh, in tough times for other people seems to be a theme for you as well. You got a blood drive coming up. How can people get involved? We've been trying to work on this since, since everything got shut down. Um, and I guess the, the, everywhere we went to, you know, we, we, we had heard that blood was in, uh, you know, uh, high demand. So luckily, a lot of people have been volunteering. So we, we, we hooked up with a group over here in Anne Arundel County, um, and we were going to try to do it last week. But the blood supplies are so high right now, they've kind of pushed us back. And we just felt like it was important uh, to, to kind of make sure we were helping out the local community. Matt Swope, who's a DeMatha guy who played baseball at, at Maryland and is now at Maryland as an assistant coach. Uh, he was really helpful with us on that. D. Smith's been really helpful with that. Uh, they've been great about all the social distancing and everything else involved, too. So we should be okay there. John Tillman, national champion, uh, head coach at the University of Maryland men's lacrosse team. Also have been to seven Final Fours in the last decade for University of Maryland. Thank you for stepping to the mic today. We appreciate you. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, guys. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Thank you.